Hey, hey, this is Coach A.A. and welcome to the June 19th edition. I was out last week with uh, the COVIDs and so couldn't, you know, put something out last Sunday. In fact, today is the first day I am uh, actually feeling up and about. So here we go. Just two things for this week. One, on the hustle and two on a personal experiment that I've been on for the last two months on learning to delay my morning coffee and why that could be a useful experiment for you as well. All right, let's get going. The first one on the hustle. Now hustle is right. Hustle is the only way to get ahead and without hustling, what are you doing? This seems to be a common sentiment that you see all around, right? Especially the self-help randos on social media that we talk about, uh, rather that are talking to us about hustling. Now, the thing with hustle culture, hustle culture teaches us that there's always more there's more money to make there's a bigger title or promotion and a higher wall to climb and what i see happening is we get confused between hard work and application versus this constant craving and desire for more you must work smart and work hard whatever the heck that means Sometimes it means you put in you know, 12 hour days or work over the weekends and maybe you do this for weeks or months. I remember uh, back when I was in the startup world about 15 years ago, uh, reading about Mark Cuban, who famously talks about not taking a vacation for about four years while he came up with uh, broadcast.com. I am friends with a a startup founder in Madras who, very similar, who is building a multi-hundred million dollar company as we speak, who leads a similar lifestyle. So, of course, when you are creating something massive, when you are creating something from the depth of your heart, you cannot obviously do it without this intense hard work. But the problem is when you go overboard, right? Like when your kids stop recognizing you, when you're burning all your relationships, you keep saying, in a year, in five years, when I'm done with this, I'll have more time and more money to spend on my relationships. But really, what's the freaking point? There will always be imbalance. There must be balance in the imbalance. In the short term, a vacation balances overworking. Now you overwork for 12 weeks and then you take your 13th week off. You reset and you come back. Now I'm not saying that's good or bad or any such thing, right? Like let's, let's forget this concept of good and bad. It's a method 
to figure out balance amongst imbalance. But if that is, because if that's the constant cycle, right? 12 hour days for three months, one week off for years on end. Well, eventually that's going to fail. In the gym, there'll always be more iron to lift, new moves to learn, more body fat to lose, more stunts to do, or more time to shave in your workouts, more HIIT to do. But more, more, more is not the answer to whatever question you're seeking to answer. Years earlier, I read something Coach Dan John write about, which I didn't understand at the time, but I knew I didn't understand at the time. It's about work, rest, play, and pray. Coach talks about how when you find your balance, your life starts to spiral outwards. The better you do all four, the more you'll have time to do all four. The better balance between work and rest and play and pray, the more quality time and effort you will do in your work and the more your work will improve. And when that balance is not present, well, shit eventually comes crashing down. Again, it's not about right and wrong. There's nothing wrong with hustle, but indefinite hustle when you're sacrificing all that's important to you for the next shiny object. That, uh, I know I said there's no right or wrong, but that seems wrong. Anyway, that's the first piece. The second one on delaying my morning coffee, my eight-week experiment. Now, I'm someone who needs their cup of coffee as soon as they wake up. My first 10 minutes of every day is spent brewing my cup. In fact, for the last 17 or so years, this has been more or less my routine. And well, before that, um, you know, my mom would make my morning cup of coffee. Now, this lifelong habit of coffee first, like, like in grad school, waking up, eyes not even fully open, walking over to the coffee machine and putting the uh, coffee in there and waiting for it, like literally just staring at, you know, the brew falling in and then taking that mug and only then allowing myself to wake up. Well, it's been a habit. It's been something ingrained in me. Well, by me. And over the past decade, given my rather strange waking time, waking up time of 3.45 a.m., I've come to depend on the morning coffee. Now, even though these days I do wake up alert, Right. I'm in fact I'm more alert at 3:45 in the morning than at 3:45 in the afternoon. I do get anxious if I cannot have coffee before I head out to coach. In fact, I'm used to having two cups of coffee before I leave to coach, and quite often take a third cup in my flask to sip on as I'm coaching. So, if excuse me, if you're like me and you're dependent on your morning coffee, you're prone to energy crashes during the day, read on. I'll explain how you can use your coffee to your advantage, reduce these energy crashes, fall asleep faster, and sleep better. So first up, 
It's the heat, not the coffee. Now, here's a fact that you and I already know. It's not that as soon as you sip that coffee, the caffeine floods through your you know, bloodstream and you're immediately alert and awake. It's not instantaneous. It takes a good 10 minutes at least. So there is a significant bit of placebo effect going on, right? Now, I learned quite a bit more about the mechanism of sleep and waking up from Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast. If you're into science podcasts, definitely recommend. I learned that a key factor behind waking up with a hot mug of coffee is the heat. The heat of the liquid going in internally and that is warming you up from the center as well as the heat of the mug on your palms. All of this is raising the internal body temperature. Now, as part of our waking up process, our body temperature goes up. Your body temperature starts to drop when you are getting ready for bed and then it hits a bottom somewhere a couple hours before you wake up and then it starts to rise back up, which is why most often you wake up with your feet and hands outside the covers, outside the sheets. Because your body temperature has gone up and so you want to cool down just a little bit and so you put your hands and feet outside. Now, how coffee itself works is that, well, caffeine goes and sits in to places where another molecule called adenosine is supposed to go and sit. Now, adenosine inhibits arousal. So when we go to bed in the night, adenosine is rather low. And when we wake up, and especially if we are lacking sleep, there's more adenosine floating about in the system. Now, these bits that are floating around will naturally get cleared out. But what we do is before they get cleared out, we have coffee. And so this coffee goes and sits in places where the adenosine will eventually go and sit. So now it doesn't have a place to go and sit. So it's floating around more. Now, much later in the day when the coffee starts to wear out, well, now the adenosine goes and sits. And that's why you feel an energy crash. Because adenosine, as I said, inhibits arousal. So all this free-floating adenosine goes in once the coffee is starting to get cleared out. So what do we do? Well, to beat it away, we have more coffee, which means, well, there's more adenosine floating and it never fully gets cleared out. Fascinating how the body works. So what we need to do is actually replace our current mental model with a new mental model. So here's how the system works. A mug of hot liquid, not necessarily coffee, raises the internal body temperature. Raising this internal body temperature is part of the body's natural process of waking up. Caffeine, as I explained, goes and sits into receptors where 
adenosine needs to go and sit. The more sleep debt, the more adenosine floating about. So it is important that we give enough time for this adenosine to be cleared. Caffeine temporarily negates the effect, but it leads to a crash later in the day. So by delaying our morning coffee by an hour or two, we allow the system to clear the adenosine and the effect of coffee is a lot more profound. Well, easier said than done. How does one actually go about it? Well, based on two months of experiments, here's my recommendation. As soon as you wake up, have a glass of hot water. Now you can add some lemon or ginger or vinegar, blah, 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 whatever you like. But the key is the temperature of the fluid is hot. Use the cup also to warm your hands. And assuming the sun is out, get out immediately and get some sun. You don't necessarily need to be in direct sunlight. You don't need to get into a staring match with the sun. Just be outside in the presence of sunlight. Now, if you wake up before the sun is up, well, switch on bright overhead lights in your house and go about your morning. Try and walk for about 15 minutes. Nothing aggressive. Just get some movement going. And throw in a set of squats and push-ups every few minutes to get even more blood going. What I like to do, well, as I mentioned, glass of hot water and I take a book and I head out to my terrace and I'm walking around for 15-20 minutes. This is my new morning routine. And over the past 8 weeks, I worked on delaying my morning cup of coffee from well, as soon as I wake up to about 60-90 to 90 minutes after I wake up. Not only is it doable, I've also seen some interesting effects. My coffee consumption has reduced by about half. I don't need my afternoon coffee as the crash in the second half of the day does not happen anymore because I've given my system time in the morning for the adenosine to be cleared. My alertness levels during the first half of the day, which have always been rather high, has gone up even more. My resting heart rate has dropped by a couple of points. And falling asleep in the night has become even easier. So, if you like to experiment, I highly recommend this experiment. I know it sounds impossible, but it's very doable. Now, this is one of those places where learning the inner workings of the body directly contributes to you know, tweaking your routine to make it work better for you. So. Play around with this and delay that morning coffee and you'll see that A, you're not as dependent on coffee as you thought and B, you use that coffee when you actually need it. So you're sitting down to do your priority task for the day. Well, the coffee will kick in and allow you to focus and go into overdrive even more rather than using that coffee just to wake up And then constantly needing that coffee to stay alert and beat away that mental fatigue. Uh, For more, you can uh, check out Dr. Andrew Huberman, but 
Well, I just summarized a few hours of his podcast. So you don't really need to do that. You can just go with what I've learned. Try it out. I'd love to hear back from you. And with that, I am done with this week's edition. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach A signing off. I will see you next weekend. Have a good one.